welcome to Locked On NFL Your Daily podcast on the National Football League on the number one daily sports podcast network. Alongside the scout, as always, Matt Williamson, I am Brian Peacock. You can subscribe to this show and all of your favorite podcast apps. You can follow me on Twitter at BD Peacock. Must follow Matt at Williamson NFL. Week 16, two more weeks, Matt. We're getting close in a couple of Super important matchups that are going to decide this thing for some teams in their playoff hopes. Yeah, and this time of year is always interesting, and it makes me think about fantasy a little bit too. Like, you know, bad teams are shutting guys down. You don't know, you know, what every team's intentions are. I'm not saying people are going through the motions, but, you know, some of the coaches, there's a lot of closed doors in offices now with coaches talking about their next job, knowing that this one's not going to be much longer. They only got two more games to coach. (laughs) And then there's massive playoff implications and dudes playing hurt. It's a hard time of year to to pick winners, I would think. And it's a really hard time to to field, you know, a fantasy lineup that you can trust because people that out of nowhere are stepping up and playing. Right. Absolutely. And other players getting shut down because of various injuries. We talked about Josh Jacobs earlier this week, and he is officially not going to play for the Raiders, which I think we both believed was the right choice. That's a Sunday game. There's a really important Sunday game going on that could help decide the NFC East and the Cowboys and Eagles. There's Monday Night Football, a phenomenal matchup with the Packers at Vikings. But first, we've got to start with Saturday. We've got Saturday football, Matt, to the chagrin of both of our wives, I think. <laughs> right. And the early game Saturday is the Texans at Buccaneers. I mean, I like this triple header. I love that I can concentrate on these six teams with with no distractions, but my wife hates this day. I mean, <laughs> and then and then those Saturdays and wild card round, and you know, so but no Thursday night football. So we got to sit down on the couch last night and do that. But Texans at Bucks, tons of points. I really think this is points galore. I think Tampa's playing really well. I I think they're kind of an underreported story that Arians and Winston are all starting to mesh. It doesn't sound like they're going to have Evans or Godwin. I still think the Bucs might pull this off. I think their defense is starting to round into shape, too. Run defense has been great all year round. Pass defense is starting to improve. Getting Vernon Hargraves out of the lineup sure did some wonders for the Bucs. Uh, Todd Bowles, I was with him in the, with the Browns. I have great respect for him. I think he's a really good defensive coordinator. And Winston's, you know, auditioning for that, you know, long-time starting job. And I think he's starting to pass the audition. I think the Bucs pull one out like 31-30. The Bucs are playing really good right now. They can stop yeah. the run like nobody's business on the defensive side of the ball. They started the season out 3-7 and seven and have since been on a four-game win streak, are now at 7-7, seven and seven, second place in the NFC South. And don't look now, Jameis Winston knocking on the door of 500 yards. He needs to average a little over 200 yards the next two weeks passing, and he will be a 5,000-yard passer. Might be a little bit more difficult to do without both Godwin and Evans, who are both voted to the Pro Bowl. But uh, an interesting game here in Tampa as well, and the Texans still need to win to uh, lock this thing down in the AFC South. Yeah, and I think if they win it, they're in. I believe you are <laughs> correct about that. Um, These playoff situations, because are yeah, involved. they have that. They have the tiebreaker. Well, they've yeah. You know what? They still have Week 17 against the Titans. Mm-hmm. I'm almost positive if but, Houston wins this game, they're in in some capacity. In the playoffs in some capacity. Okay, right. Well, yeah, because they would be a 10-win team, and they would lock down at least a wild card, and potentially the Titans could overtake them for the South if they win next week. And they have the tiebreaker. I can't remember. I think we went over tiebreakers with Texans-Titans, but yeah. now I can't remember what that is. 
Let's do that. At, let's maybe Monday show. Right. We'll, we'll go over tiebreakers. Yeah, we do have to get to all the games. There's no... Let's get all more, you know, one more in and see where we're at on that. Okay. Uh, let's go afternoon game. Bills at Patriots. This is another big one. I'm, t- I'm tempted to take Buffalo. I, I think they're playing better right now. Uh, total opposite in terms of points scored from the first game. I mean, I really think this is going to be a race to 13-ish. Um, I, I just can't do it in New England. I, 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 I think Buffalo's the better team right now. But New England's, I think, will take John Brown out of the game. I think Singletary will run pretty well. And I just don't know that I trust Allen yet or this franchise to quite pull that one off. Maybe next year. And it's a big one. It'd be a big statement if the Bills were able to go. And the, the Bills only lost the Patriots by four points in their first meeting. I believe that was week three. Mm-hmm. Um, and But when you look at the line, I kind of like both. We didn't talk about the line in the first game either because the home Buccaneers are getting three points. So Houston favored by three on the road. So I don't mind that for, for betting on the Buccaneers. And in this one, the Patriots at home favored by six and a half. I think the, the Bills can keep it within that number. Yeah, oh, really. I do too. I mean, yeah. I think this will be a very close game. The Bills are one of those teams because, like I said, I mean, the Bills is, it was just Bills Steelers, and some of these teams, if you're going to give them six and a half against anybody, I'll take it because they're all going to play three-point games one way or another, some of these great D, bad O teams. Right, and the, the over-under is so low at 36 and a half, the lowest over-under in the league this weekend. Tough to win by seven if that's a, the number. You yeah. Know? The night game, Saturday, the – the Los Angeles Rams are at the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers need to win out to get the one seed. They could still be the one, two, three, five, or six seed in the NFC. The Rams barely clinging on to some hope. They would need a lot of help and two losses from the Vikings to get in and get the six seed. But the 49ers could have any seed in the NFC aside from the four seed that is now guaranteed to go to the winner of the NFC East. You know, Rams resurrected their season, finished strong, and then just laid the biggest of eggs against the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying they're done, but when I look at the I say this every week when we pick Rams games, is I always look at the opposing pass rush, and if Goff's going to be under a lot of heat, I'm not going to pick the Rams. In, 49, you know, in San Francisco, a night game, he's going to be under a lot of heat. I think the 49ers make a statement game here and kind of crush their opponent. Not as bad as Dallas did, but wins this one going away. Niners favored by six and a half at home. I think it's a pretty solid line. I might take still the 49ers on that. Jared Goff threw for 78 yards the first time, and now he's got a thumb injury, and he usually plays worse on the road than at home, and he is on that the road. That doesn't sound good. Right, so that doesn't sound great <laughs> 78 for, yards, right. for Jared Goff. Let's move on to those Sunday games. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars at five and nine, just fired their GM at the Atlanta Falcons, and the Falcons are playing good ball right now. They went into New Orleans, beat the Saints, went into San Francisco, beat the 49ers, and have, have a 4-2 and record in their last six games. I think they destroy them. I mean, I think the Jags lack leadership at this point. Uh, if it wasn't the Raiders, they probably wouldn't have beat many other teams. I think this is one of those where the defense just gets exposed. Julio might get 20 targets again. Grady Jarrett goes crazy. Uh, the Falcons are playing with more pride and more purpose right now. Falcons favored by seven and at home, and I still might give away those points. Yeah, I would too. I would too. The Baltimore Ravens at 12-2, and two, best record in the NFL, already locked into that playoff seat. They are in Cleveland to face the 6-8 and eight Browns. 
Yeah, and, and I'm pretty sure I mentioned we're not going to talk to playoff scenarios too much, but I'm almost positive they win this game. They can rest everyone in Week 17, keep Lamar out of harm's way against Pittsburgh. I think they just destroy the Browns, you know, that they just play at a very high level, run the ball all over them. Those corners lock down Odell and Landry. Maybe Chubb and Hunt do some things, but I just think Baltimore's in a way, way better place. I think this is a 14-point game, 18-point, you know, maybe 20-point game. Yep, lock up that buy and then take a rest in Week 17. That is the plan for the Baltimore Ravens. How many points would you give away before I tell you what the line is? I bet the line's like nine, and I'd give you 14. It's 10. Oh, not yeah. bad, not bad. Good call. You're, you're close on that one. All, all Ravens all the way. It's a lot of points. I, I'd probably stay away from betting that one, but I think the Ravens can lock this one up. Let's in go. Cleveland, I could hear the booze raining down in the fourth quarter and fire <laughs> kitchens and nasty right. things going on. And look, I, I bad-mouthed Jarvis Landry saying that maybe I would take somebody else in the AFC at wide receiver, but he has already gone over 1,000 yards for the season, 74 catches and five touchdowns. To his credit, him and Chubb have been two of the consistent elements of that offense. Right, yeah. Landry just continues to do his thing that he does. And actually... More yards per catch this year for Jarvis Landry. Usually he's like, you know, 97 oh, catches nothing. for 900 yards. Now he's 74 catches for 1,018. Nick Chubb, four, 1,408 yards, by the way. Great season and a great back. I kind of feel bad for him a little bit. More extremely meaningful games to get to, Matt. Division titles on the line next. If you guys are looking for a last-minute fun sports gift for the holidays, go to breakingtea.com slash locked on breaking tea makes sports t-shirts around teams passion moments for example you will find a bunch of new george kittle designs there which are fantastic there's a lucha libre george kittle there is the people's tight end version of the george kittle t-shirt there is the national tight end day t-shirt officially licensed by george kittle himself by the way designs for other teams as well for example if you know somebody who roots for that Football team in Washington, there's a shirt that says, sell the team. In burgundy and gold, Gardner Minshew designs, headbands, and other things when it comes to Gardner Minshew. BreakingT.com slash locked on, then search for all the great gifts and shirt designs on that site. Hoodies, tanks, fun sports gifts. Go to BreakingT.com slash locked on. Here's one that means a lot to the Titans, but man, they've got the New Orleans Saints coming to town, the 11 and 3 Saints at the 8 and 6 Tennessee Titans. I wouldn't touch this one. I think it's going to be a really competitive game. I mentioned Tannehill as a possible Pro Bowl snub yesterday. Henry's there, AJ Brown. This is a good offense. Saints have some defensive injuries at this point. We know they're better on the road or at home, but they still need this one. I mean, this is not a, a a throwaway game at all for New Orleans in the competitive NFC. Man, I, I think this is another 35-34 game, flip a coin. New Orleans favored by two and a half on the road here. The over-under is 50 and a half points. I mean, Drew Brees, nine touchdowns in his last two games, nearly perfect last week. He's playing at such a high level. The Titans, uh, I think, are going to be game for this one. Uh, I can't wait to tune into this game. It's going to be a fun one. I might take the Titans at home just because I'm giving away a few points, but I don't feel great about it. Yeah, it's two and a half. I think I would lean that way, but it also wouldn't blow me away if the Saints win by 20. No, it absolutely you know. would not. The Carolina Panthers are on the road at the Indianapolis Coats. Both teams are out of the playoffs. Who wants it less? 
I think the Panthers want it less. <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> I think the, the right. Colts are well coached. You know, their foundation is returning. It's Brissett versus Greer. You know, first ever uh, start. Indy fans, I'm sure, sure, will still be loud and give them problems. I just think the Panthers are done as can be. I think the Colts win this one, and Marlon Mack rushes for you know 150 yards. And by the way, one of the players we talked about yesterday that was a snub potentially for the NFC at wide receiver, DJ Moore, 86 catches and 1,174 yards on the year for um, for a really good young player that's up and coming, not getting any pub over there with how bad the Panthers are and how good his teammate Christian McCaffrey's playing. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. He's very consistent, getting um, a ton of targets, really, too. So right. impressive. And uh, as well as both those guys have played, the Panthers still are not playing good ball. So, yeah, Colts all the way in that one. Here we go. Draft implicate. Well, this is a tough one because even if the Bengals beat the Dolphins in Miami, we had circled this game a long time ago thinking this is the matchup. This is where the number one pick is going to be decided, and it still wouldn't decide anything. The Dolphins, if they lose, will stay in that three hole unless uh, the Giants and Washington both win who are well they can't because they're playing each other as well so uh, let's get into this this is the this is the draft portion of the program we've got the Bengals at Dolphins the one in 13 Bengals even if the Bengals win they'll still have the one pick in the draft they would have to win out and then um, then we'd be talking about potentially the Bengals not having the number one overall pick at the three and 11 Dolphins uh, that is an even that is a pick em game right now it's funny because, like you said, I mean, I remember a portion of the year when it was like, well, maybe the Dolphins will finally win a game in week 16 because yes. the Bengals are coming to town. Like, if they ever <laughs> win a game, otherwise they're going to be winless this year. To their credit, they're playing well. I mean, we didn't mention them in the Pro Bowl consideration, but Fitzpatrick's had a very good year. I mean, he has no blocking. He doesn't have much around him. He had a very, very good year. So uh, he could be a really nice placeholder for the next guy. Um, and, and the Bengals are playing their best football of the year, too. So this is a coin flip to me. I think Mixon controls the game on the road, ends up with a ton of touches, and squeaks out like a 21-20 type of game. Yeah, the Bengals are peaking because they won a game. So they're not yeah, I mean, right. well, a couple that. weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. But I think they're still on the uh, on the wave of that win against the Jets a couple weeks ago. I, I'll take the Dolphins just because they're home since it's an even pick. Em. And the New York Giants are at Washington. This is the two and four team with the strength of schedule tiebreaker right now. As far as draft order goes, both teams at three and 11. One of these teams will take over that two spot most likely and, and have a nice commanding lead for that two spot if they lose uh, the three and 11 giants at the three and 11 Redskins. Yeah. And both these teams are hoping chase young decides to come out. They have their quarterbacks. They hope they're going to match up against each other. No Eli, you get Jones versus Haskins. Uh, you mentioned Terry McLaurin last yesterday. I, I think he's in for a humongous day in Washington. I kind of like the way the Redskins have played the last couple weeks. I hope the giants D is also showing some signs of life as well. Um, Saquon looks a little better. So I think this will be a, a higher level of football than you would think from, you know, the second pick in the draft versus the third pick in the draft. And they're in better places than I would have guessed. But I'll take Washington because they're at home. I like Washington at home. They are favored by two and a half because they're at home. Dave Gettleman, it sounds like, is going to stay on as GM of the New York Giants and gets to see this thing out. And I think it's a good call. This is the Chase Young Bowl. And I think both teams would benefit from losing this football game. They would, they would, but I'd like to see some you know, progress from Haskins and Jones, and Haskins has looked okay lately. 
yeah, and Jones has been out. Eli Manning, yeah. uh, do, we, do we have confirmation if it's going to be Jones again this week, or, is, or do we have an I Eli Manning think, game? I think. I don't know that 100%, but I think so. I'm going to look that up real quick just to make sure. Okay. Yeah, all signs are pointing to Daniel Jones returning for the Giants this week. Yeah, and that'll be fun to see yeah. the two young quarterbacks. I'm hoping for it. I'm rooting for that for sure. Sunday afternoon, the Detroit Lions are on the road at the Broncos. And there was an interesting note about last season. There was a shootout game between Missouri and Purdue where David Blau threw three touchdown passes and like 500 yards, but his team lost by three to Drew Locke's Missouri Tigers. They get a little rematch here this time in the NFL with the Lions at Broncos. Carry on Johnson might play. I mean, is he the hundredth running back that could be featured again for the the Lions? <laughs> My man from Slippery Rock played yes last week and looked okay. I had quite a few beverages at the Lambda Kai House of Slippery Rock, and my best bud went there. Um, but I cannot take the Lions against anybody right now. I mean, they might be 32 in my power rank. Denver's still playing with pride. Denver's got the better defense, a tough place to play. I think the lock hype train will start to pick up again after this one and, you know, after kind of a down week against the Chiefs in the snow. Um, I think Denver runs away with this one. Yeah, I think David Blau's nemesis – is going to win this one again. Drew Locke, I'm going to go. you got to <laughs> yeah. go Broncos here. The Broncos are favored by seven, which is quite a bit for a game that's 38 and a half. So I don't know if I would bet on this game, but straight up Broncos. It's hard to believe that Denver's favored by a touchdown over anyone. But <laughs> again, the Lions are probably 32 on my power rank right now. Another team that's favored by seven, the Los Angeles Chargers, who are hosting the Oakland, the soon-to-be no-longer-Oakland Raiders. Chargers are a hard team to wrap your head around, but they got a lot of weapons. What kind of rivers are you going to get? I think the Chargers have the better defense. They have star power. I would expect big plays from Chargers stars, Bosa, James, Ingram, Allen, you know, the running backs, all their weapons. I think the, I was about to call them San Diego. I think L.A. wins this one pretty big against a Raiders team that just doesn't have much in the tank anymore. L.A. favored by seven here at home. Wow, and this lot. is one of those games that could be a Raiders home game because there's still a ton of Raiders mm -hmm. fans in Los Angeles. But these are two teams that I have the le the least amount of a clue what they're going to do week to week. So I would never, ever put any dollars close to this football game. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Of all the games, this, one be, this might be the one I would put money on last. Right, exactly. Okay, we've got a couple of more Sunday afternoon and evening games and then a big one Monday Night Football next. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. Get $100 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash locked NFL. Again, that's using slash locked NFL at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. If you can't visit Casper right now, you can find this and other offers from Locked On sponsors at lockedonpodcasts.com slash offers. The NFC East most likely will be decided Sunday, and that is when the 7-7 seven seven Dallas Cowboys go to Philadelphia to face the 7-7 seven seven Eagles. Man, this is going to be fun. I'm excited to watch it. I'm glad it means a lot that both these teams are showing a little more life lately. I think the quarterback matchup is very even. 
Dallas has so much more around their quarterback, though, but it's in Philly, and I give the Eagles the edge in terms of coaching and, you know, trustability, organization. I'm still going to take Dallas, though. I just think they have the way better roster at this point. I agree. I, I got to go Cowboys here. I don't know which team is going to show up for the Dallas Cowboys. They are favored by just one and a half points here on the road. I just have not seen as much from the Eagles to be as confident in them as the Cowboys, although they are at home and they are a well-coached team. And mm-hmm. this could be that game where the Eagles win and then everyone just gets fired and Dallas and Jerry Jones goes on a spree, <laughs> right? Um, but so the Cowboys hopes are not completely dashed if the Eagles win. But the Eagles are done if the Cowboys win, correct? Yes. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, the Dallas is in the driver's seat. The Arizona Cardinals are at the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks, currently with tiebreakers, are in first place in the NFC West, but that will be decided next week when the 49ers and Seahawks play. So Seattle just needs to to hold down the fort here at home and beat the 4-9-1 Cardinals. And I think they will. I just think this will be a more fun game than probably people are looking at because I think the Chargers, the Cardinals, are still playing with a lot of pride, trying to build something. Uh, I'm not fond of either one of these defenses. I think both quarterbacks could have big days. I'm sure Kyler looks up to Russell Wilson to some degree as a role model, as a player, and is going to bring his best outing. I'm going to take Seattle, but I think it's going to be a high-scoring, fun game. The odds makers think it's going to be high scoring, a 51 over under. They have Seattle by nine and a half in this one. I wouldn't bet on the Seattle only wins by three. That's the only way they do it. So I'm not going to take that bet for Seattle. No, um, I'm not giving you nine and a half. Right. I'll take the over on 51. I think it'll be that high scoring. Yeah, it could be a fun one. And um, Lockett is back and he's knocking on the door of a thousand yards, even though he's missed some time this season. DK Metcalf doing his thing. No Josh Gordon for the Seahawks, obviously. And the Cardinals have surprised me with how competitive they've been, but they're just not good enough to go into Seattle and beat the Seahawks. No, I think they'll hang around, though. And if the 49ers and Seahawks both win as we expect this weekend, that means next week we've got 49ers and Seahawks for all the marbles in the West and likely a bye where the other team is going to be a five seed and probably going to Dallas or Philadelphia in the playoffs. Yeah, that's not the worst place to go, but that's an awful difficult road to get to the Super Bowl, you'd much rather... I mean, that's a giant game, as you mentioned. That'll be fun. And it's important. The 49ers had a letdown game last week against the Falcons, and that could happen to Seattle against the Cardinals this week. And that's a massive difference in having a bye and being the one or two seed in the NFC and having some home games versus going on the road to Dallas. Then you got to go to Green Bay. Then you got to go to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a, it's a tough ask, and I think it's a huge difference between being the winner of the NFC West this year and being that five seed. It's pretty massive. Massive, and they're very equal teams, but unfortunately for one, they're going to have a much tougher road. The Kansas City Chiefs are playing Sunday night. They're on the road at the 7-7 seven and seven Chicago Bears. I like where the Bears are at. I think they're playing better. I think Trubisky's playing better. Um, a young receiver, we've talked about a lot about young receivers. Anthony Miller's a guy that's going to be on my fantasy team next year. You know, like uh, They have some um, promising pieces. But I am really on the KC train, and I think they win this game by a ton. And Mahomes looks like the MVP, and Tyreek's doing end zone dances. I just think Kansas City's a really strong team right now. Kansas City is peaking at exactly the right time. They look like the team that I would want no part of in January. I think they're going to show that this week in Chicago, even though Chicago this time of year can be a tough place to play. Mm -hmm. And the Bears still have some pieces on defense. Kansas City favored by six. 
It's a lot of points on the road. I probably wouldn't mind giving up those points, though, for Kansas City. But Patrick Mahomes getting healthy. He was dropping dimes, throwing the ball all over the place to his speed demon of wide receivers that are all looking healthy right now. Travis Kelsey, one of the top two best tight ends in the league. Uh, the defense playing at a high level. We talked with Chris Clark earlier this week about the development of the defense and uh, getting better in the secondary. Frank Clark playing better. So, yeah, the Chiefs could be a juggernaut, and that AFC uh, might go through either Baltimore or Kansas City, I have a feeling, right now. But I ask can't me. Wait. I yeah. hope they play in the AFC Championship, however it lines up. But Ask me next week, and I might have a different opinion. But, yeah, right now the Chiefs are playing some good football. Yep, no doubt. Monday night football. This one is going to be fun, and it is a huge, huge matchup in the NFC North. We've got the Green Bay Packers at 11-3, and currently in first place on the road to face the second place 10-4 and Vikings. Vikings... Uh, 6-0 and at home this season and currently the sixth seed in the NFC, but they could flip that real quick with the Packers and go out and win the, uh, the NFC North. That place is going to be loud. And I think Thielen is now back into being himself after kind of a ease yourself back into the game type of role last week. No Dalvin Cook. Stephon Diggs destroys the Packers. I mean, that's kind of a little-known fact, but he has great success against his team. I think the quarterback, it's hard, I can't imagine saying this, but I think the quarterback battle is about <laughs> a, a wash at this point. I mean, Rodgers' ceiling's way, way higher, but Cousins has been very, very steady. Even without Cook and possibly without Madison, I still think they run the ball, control the ball, and, and Minnesota wins this game. I don't want to say going away, but I think they control it start to finish. They rush Rodgers. They're able to roll coverages at Devontae Adams, and I like the Vikes pretty big in this one. I think it's really funny. We're like, well, this is so this this is the this is the era we're living in right now. It's 2019 December, and we're thinking, oh, you know what? I think the Vikings have an advantage in this game because Kirk Cousins is playing quarterback for them, and Aaron Rodgers is on the other side. I mean, that's like <laughs> a that's a statement right. that some people are saying that is just it's it's a bizarre land that we're living in, but it's not. I mean, we talked about. We might how- wish we deleted that on Monday, though, <laughs> or Tuesday. Yeah. Well, to your credit, you didn't say he's better. You just said it's a wash. So that's right. I think that's and that's fair with the way they're playing right now. And we talked about how maybe Kirk Cousins should have been the Pro Bowl over Aaron Rodgers. And um, Minnesota surprisingly is favored by five and a half points here. I thought they might be favored at home, or it'd be very close, or potentially even the Packers favored by a couple. But I think five and a half is a lot for Minnesota because the Packers are an eleven and three football team. Yeah, I mean, that, I'm surprised by that number because I tend to think if this game was in Green Bay, the Packers would be favored by three-ish, so that's a big swing. But I'll give you five and a half. I think the Vikes roll on this one. I think five and a half is too much, so even though I think the Vikings can win this one at home, I might go Packers against that line. Uh, we didn't have a Twitter Thursday because we talked a lot about the Pro Bowl yesterday, but one I saved here. This is from Goose on Twitter he said, at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL, you guys hate the Packers so much. Laugh out loud. <laughs> Do you hate the Packers, Matt? I don't hate anybody. Um, in fact, I've, I'm have i the biggest Aaron Rodgers career supporter ever. People that have followed me for the almost 20 years I've been doing this know that. I just think there's a lot of inconsistencies with that team. And I guess here's the question to you is, is the offense better with the new coaching staff? I, I don't know. It seems about the same to me. It looked like it, you know, it, 
it was slow out of the gate, which you would expect. New coaching staff mm-hmm. feeling each other out. It's tough because Devontae Adams goes down and nobody really stepped up at wide receiver. You got a guy off the street, Alan Lazard, who ended up being the number two receiver to Adams at some point in this season and gaining the trust of Aaron Rodgers. So that's a rough go. And you thought maybe they were turning the corner and figuring out. And then it's kind of come back down a little bit and plateaued at a level that's not as high as you're used to seeing a passing offense under Aaron Rodgers. And having watched the Green Bay Packers pretty close and seeing them against the team that I cover every day in the 49ers and seeing the Seahawks against the 49ers, seeing the Saints against the 49ers, all these playoff teams have not seen the Vikings against the 49ers this year, but the Packers were by far the worst, the least competitive team of those Mm -hmm. that the 49ers have faced this year. So just from what I've seen and watched really closely, I just, it's not a knock on the Packers. I just would put them below the 49ers and, and the Saints and the Seahawks, but it's hard to compare them with the Vikings. And I think we'll find out a lot about that Monday. Yeah. And Rodgers can raise all ships. He hasn't done that as much as he had in the past. And hey, this team has a lot of wins. So let's not just glance over their record. It's hard to win games in the NFL. And they're doing it just about as well as anyone. I just am not on board. Certainly would never count out Rodgers. And we talked yesterday about how the Vikings cover guys have not been great this year at cornerback. You still have Devontae Adams. Aaron Jones is doing big things for that offense. So you know, there's definitely a path for the Packers to go win this thing. Absolutely slam the door on the NFC North and be a very good team in the playoffs. I just have them slightly below some other really, really good teams in the NFC. Yeah. And frankly, if the Packers were in the AFC, they would probably be third on my power ranks in that conference. Absolutely. NFC is good. Absolutely. All right. We're out of time, Matt. Good stuff. It's going to be a fun weekend of football and we'll break it all down Monday right here. Locked on NFL.